You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and an intuitive energy curator. So, as you know, it's been a while since my last solo episode. The last one was my birthday, January 4th. It's been just over a month, and I've been saying that there would be a new episode for a while now. Some of you saw the meme that I shared, the Celine Dion one, where she's like, Hi, here we are again. I'm so sorry. So I am recording this at almost 11 p.m. on Monday. And as you know, it is now Tuesday, so (laughs) pushing it to the last minute. But I am starting this episode by talking about my word for the year, which I believe I might have mentioned at some point in one of the episodes. Who knows? But my word is commitment. Now, as many of you know, I've been trying to move into more balance and away from work stuff over the last year. So this isn't committing to harsh rules. This is about committing to myself and the things that actually light me up and make me feel more alive. So yes, some of those things are self-care things, things that I need to do for the day-to-day that I ignore, things like eating at regular times and grocery shopping, things that are notoriously terrible for me, going to sleep, you know, at a decent time, not starting my podcast at 11 p.m. But you know what? January has felt like it's it was about three days, and I did a lot in those three days, so I'm going to be okay with that for now. Acceptance is another thing that's been coming up a lot, and I think it ties in a little bit here, but I do want to mention a milestone that happened, which this episode was originally going to be tied to this, but it was two years since Spirit Crumb started, which was January 24th, so last episode that came out, the Aquarius episode actually came out on the two-year anniversary, I believe. So that is a huge thing, and that's a commitment that I have stuck to. And yes, I've done less episodes as the last couple months have gone by, but I'm still at, I think this is number 115. So, you know, it's still a lot of episodes in two years. And, you know, more than one per week, I would say. So I think it's something that just shows that I really do enjoy doing this and I wouldn't keep doing it if I didn't enjoy it. And Emily makes it so easy for me to do at least that one episode a month because we have so much fun doing the recording together. But I really feel like I'm ready to come back to doing this weekly because there's something about committing to show up weekly for me that makes me see things different. It gives me a lens to see life through when I'm always looking for inspiration for episodes. And I think that's part of it is I stopped doing that and I let myself get carried back into work again. And although I did take a really nice break over the holidays, spend time with family and I've been doing more social things lately, I think it's time for me to get back into this because it feeds into my whole life. As you know, if you've been listening for any length of time that I talk a bit about my personal life, a bit about my energy work, a bit about 
the other work that I'm doing. And that ties into one of the things that I'm going to talk to, to you about today, which is a concept that came from the book Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. So that I will probably do an episode on her or that book. I also have read Gathering Moss a few times, one of her other books, which I adore. And it deserves a whole episode on its own. But the concept is one that came to me while I was reading it um, at the volunteer position that I do weekly. And I wrote it down in this book. So as most of you also know, I write random things down. And if the themes come back again a few times, I'll share them. The idea of time and time passing, I was just talking about how January was like three days and how I keep coming back to the same themes a lot. And I'm going to read an excerpt here and then also share a card from a deck that tied into this that came up yesterday. So here we go. This is from Braiding Sweetgrass. In the way of linear time, you might hear Nanabozo's stories as mythic lore of history, a recounting of the long-ago past and how things came to be. But in circular time, these stories are both history and prophecy stories for a time yet to come. If time is a turning circle, there is a place where history and prophecy converge. The footprints of first man lie on the path behind us and on the path ahead. So this idea of circular time, the idea that I've said many times, time is an illusion, it's a human construct. I haven't broken it down because I don't fully understand it because I am human and I like to just contemplate these things from time to time. But this kind of shows up a lot for me in the way that I forget that I have been through certain cycles time and time again. And most recently, I've been having conversations, which again, forgive me if I've already talked about this in the most recent episode, but I've been talking about how I'm party pooper adjacent lately and how, like, for example, board games. I know I've talked about that before, how my family just knows that for the most part, I don't enjoy playing board games, but I'm not a party pooper in the way that I make it not fun for everyone else. I just don't want to join in. So I'll still be around getting drinks, hanging out, cheering people on, but I just don't really feel like playing. And then I think that's kind of like a boundary thing for me that I've become more comfortable with where I don't get pushed into things very easily, but I also don't make it, like I said, not fun for everyone else. But because I'm focusing on that so much, it was actually my brother who we were on a train back to Toronto from a family get together. And he was kind of reminding me that I used to be super fearless. I used to do all these wild things. I've changed my life so many times. We had these conversations about it. And I got brought back to times when I was the one who started the party. I was the one dragging my friends out three nights a week, even when I was working two, three jobs and still wanted to go out three nights a week. And so that side of myself has been coming out more lately. And I think this like Leo full moon is really bringing that back to my attention because the Leo energy is also like fifth house. It's related to it. And the fifth house, and again, as usual, the caveat is Emily is the astrologer, not me, but I just have this language come up a lot. And 
it's about like romance, playfulness, dating, all those things. And as I think I mentioned in another episode, I've been starting to date again. And there's certain energies that like have been coming up around just remembering that I used to be fun. And I said that to my brother. I said, you know, I forgot that I liked to have fun. I literally forgot that. And he was laughing because he always is enjoying himself. He has groups of friends that he sees regularly. And the idea that I see myself as not fun is only because of the limited view I've had of myself from focusing so much on work for so long. Circular time, keeping in mind that like there are multiple versions of the same story. Even if you look at like a fairy tale or just any classic story that gets told in different narratives, whether it's religious or spiritual or cultural, there are mirrored stories that come up in different contexts. And sometimes if you look at even like a movie, if there's a remake, it's it's not that the storyline or the main themes change. It's just that it's made into something that makes sense for the life we're living now and the changes that have happened in society and what is more relevant. But the story can be told to someone of another of the next generation, and it can still give them wisdom that they can take forward and then apply to their lifetime, their peers. It's always funny when you hear a younger generation talking about something as if it's brand new, but it's because it is brand new to them. So even though time has moved on for myself, let's say, and like I've already learned a lesson or I've already been through a certain life event, it's going to be different for the next generation experiencing it. But I could easily say to them, you know, when you're like in my day, this happened or when I was your age, this is how dating looked or this is how going out to party looked. And there's things that do repeat. But again, the the idea of it being history and prophecy at the same time is something that will always be relevant. And another concept that ties into this idea of circular time is this concept of healing being a spiral where you are probably going to keep learning the same lesson over and over again, but it just appears in new ways. So kind of like I was saying, I've been through the same cycle lots of times where I'll get into like a stagnant period where I'm feeling uncomfortable and I just want change or I see myself as being boring or party pooper. Then I remember that I actually am a fun human being when I want to be and then I change my life again. And when I was pulling cards on the weekend, so I didn't do card pull Friday yet again, but on Sunday I did what I do sometimes on my Concrete and Crystals Instagram where I just put up a little question box and say, add in your emojis or your name and I'll pull a card for you. And one of the cards that came up was from Colette Baron reeds Wisdom of the Oracle deck. And it's a newer deck for me. And so it was kind of fun to pull a few from that deck. And it's number 25. And it's called Round and Round. So this really ties in well because 25, if you look at the numbers, the two and five together makes a seven. And this is a seven year. And I've been talking a lot about how we're doing that push push and pull dance between the chariot and the coaxing all the energies together to move forward, but also the sitting back and resting and allowing magic to happen and tuning into your intuition. If you're going back and forth like that, you're kind of going in a circle, right? We're kind of going through a cycle. And in this card, it talks about how there is a spiral quality 
that happens when a lesson isn't integrated yet. So you're being challenged to, I'm looking at the book right now, just so you know, I am actually <laughs> taking this right from the book. This isn't my own concept, but you're breaking cycles, but probably ones that you've already been through. And so the idea is that like when you revisit patterns, when you're healing, you're doing it from a new perspective. And so if you think of a spiral staircase, you're moving up the staircase. But when you look down, you're still looking at the same spot on the floor. You're just looking at it from a higher perspective. And so maybe the first couple of times you move up, you're like, OK, I feel like I get it. Why do I have to go all the way up? I already know that it's going to look the same the whole way. But when you go further and further up, you're able to see more of the staircase. So you're seeing it from a different perspective. And you're starting to see how when you started out, you may have like the harshest reaction the first time you encounter a pattern, right? So whether it's like, let's say it's like a pattern in relationships. So maybe the first time you have a partner that brings out a certain trigger in you or um, brings up something that is from your childhood, you're looking right at the floor. You can see every detail in the tiles and it is raw. It's fresh. You're screaming at each other. Maybe it's really passionate and wild. But by the time you've gone through this four or five times, it shows up in different ways where maybe you're just, you know, becoming more and more aware right away when you're feeling activated by what someone does. You're like, oh, I don't have to see the tile pattern. I don't have to wait for it to get to that point where I'm exploding to know that this is going to be an issue that I need to address. And so the idea behind this is that when you have done a lot of healing work, you may actually be proud of yourself when you're like, wow, I didn't react to that. And that's something that in the past I would have been screaming and reacting to. But now I'm able to just witness it and respond. I can see from the top of the stairs what's happening at the bottom of the stairs, right? Like I can see the person walking in and they're going to slip on that spot on the floor that I slipped on, right? Like you're able to see it from a different perspective. And so it's this idea that like you might think you're going backwards by being like further away, but it's actually for a purpose. It's because you're moving up to something that where eventually you're not even going to be able to see the floor. It won't even be an issue it'll be irrelevant because you'll have gotten all the way up to whatever suite you're trying to get to at the top of the stairs, right? It's not exactly a well thought through metaphor on my side, but it, it just the idea of that like higher perspective is what's coming up, right? So I think sometimes we get frustrated when the same pattern shows up again and again, and we're like, why do I have to deal with this over and over again? But the fact is you might've missed part of it, right? You might not have noticed the shape of the railing. You might not have noticed that like there's other pieces to the puzzle that are influencing that particular thing. So maybe the first time it comes up, you think it's just that person. Then the second time you're like, oh no, this is like a relationship pattern. Then the third person, it might be like, oh, that was like, you know, uh, one of my friends started this pattern with me. And then it might be, oh, my siblings. Oh, my parents. Like it, there's just layers to it, right? And then eventually you might realize it's actually me that's causing this pain because no one is intending for it to be that way. And I need to look at myself of how I can reparent myself or how I can walk myself through this. It's not that the other person needs to do anything differently. It's just that my experience of this is what's causing it. It's not the action itself. So obviously that's not the case for everything, but it's just an example of how the further away you are from something, the more you can see the big picture.
And I think because my word this year is commitment, I'm kind of committing to make myself move through the entire cycle. What's oh, 11 11 right now? I had this conversation tonight where I was talking with Peyton, who is going to be hopefully on the podcast. And I was telling him how, you know, in the past, there's been different dynamics that have come up where I've sort of like, if I'm already at the end of a relationship or I've already kind of like resigned myself that I'm moving on from even a job, like if it's work patterns coming up, I might just not address it because I'm like, it's not worth it looking at it that closely because I'm just moving on anyways. But my goal for this year is to commit to actually going all the way deep into it. And I've done that a lot, as we know from past episodes, for a lot of things already. A lot of it is things that were only like very personal things, like inner things. But now that I'm putting myself out into the world more and interacting with more people, I think there's going to be a lot more relationship things that are going to come up, whether it's friendships, working relationships, dating, whatever it might be. But my commitment to myself is to actually fully go into those things so that I can move through them and maybe just get to a higher level. Obviously, I'll never know how many times things are going to show up. I can't predict that, but I can at least make that commitment to myself and the people that I'm in relationship with to do the healing for myself and to work through whatever we both might be experiencing in that situation. The feeling that I'm getting around creativity with this. So this, I think, is tying into the Leo energy, which is the fifth house. But I think the seven energy there is that, like, sometimes I try to, as we know, force things and make myself be creative or force myself to work on something that I don't want to. But by allowing myself to lean back and even just not putting out podcast episodes when it's not feeling inspired, I'm tuning into that energy in a previous episode. I can't tell you the number right now, but you'll see it if you scroll back where I was talking about how I have to commit to either doing something regularly and like and committing to it or committing to just do it when I have the inspiration. And I'm kind of coming back into that now where I'm going to lean into that. And on the days that I am inspired, I'm going to be in that chariot energy of like putting all my energy focused into that thing. And when I'm not feeling inspired, I'm going to let myself become inspired by leaning back and maybe reading or just being curious, going for a walk. Even today, I committed to donating some prints to the juried art show for University of Guelph. And I don't know if I've ever, I've ever actually named the university I went to, but that's where I went. And they're doing a silent auction so that they can have prizes for the juried art show that happens in March for the students. And so I committed to donate four prints. So you can actually go onto Instagram and uh, bid on the different art pieces. There's lots already each day for the next, like, I think, two weeks. Each group of artists has two days with their work up and then you can have it shipped. But yeah, anyways, I committed to do that. And so today was kind of like the very last day that I could drop stuff off. And I Ubered there because... I was like, you know what, let's just not be late for this now, too, because I was working on stuff until the last minute. And then I was like, OK, I'm going to take the bus home. And so I took the bus to the bus station and then I looked and was like, OK, it's going to take me literally as long to walk home as it will to get home waiting for this next bus to come. And I just spontaneously was like, I'm just going to walk home from here. And it's not like it's a really long walk. I do this walk 
weekly, but it was like dark and it wasn't that cold. And just from doing that walk, I came home feeling really open and just, I don't know, a few good things happened on my walk home. I had some connections happen in my head between things and it was just a really good energy. And that's why I came home when I realized at like 10 p.m. that I hadn't done the podcast episode yet, even though I didn't have anything planned. I was like, you know what? I'm feeling pretty inspired. I think if I go through my notes, I'll find something that will resonate. And here we are. So I am going to leave this a bit of a shorter episode because, like I said, I don't have a whole lot to talk about on this topic. But I just kind of wanted to touch in on those energies between the full moon and Leo being something to bring us into ourselves. That's another thing is like the energy that Emily and I talked about in the Aquarius episode, if you haven't listened to that yet, where we're going between the self and the community and the collective and where we fit in that scale right now. But really like right now with the Leo energy, it's a very internal energy of thinking about yourself and how you're going to show up in your own power like the strength card is the leo card and it's an eight which is a very abundant number Peyton and i were actually talking about how like showing up as yourself is like the only way to be seen you know really truly by the people that you're communicating with and i think i did talk about this another episode but i talk about things in so many places i don't know where i talked about it but it's true that like in order to be seen, we have to show who we actually are. And I think that's the energy that's really coming out. And with Aquarius being an energy that also talks a lot about authenticity and being that offbeat weirdo and showing up in your own unique way, I think that really ties in well with these concepts that I've been talking about today, like that commitment to the self and doing what is going to light you up the most. And then also even with the idea of it being like a circular journey where you're integrating you're looking at things as being prophecy and history and if you look at an energy like Aquarius it's a very innovative energy it's looking at how can we move the collective forward but Saturn was its original ruler and Emily explains this way better than I do she also has courses each month for each different zodiac sign so I think she started I'm not even going to guess. She started a few signs ago and you can still get all of them, but she just did Aquarius on the 31st. And it was amazing to learn the historical lens of that. But if you look at Saturn, which is also the ruler of Capricorn. So there is that. I think that's why I feel really good about the transition from Capricorn into Aquarius. But it's a very like rules based, institution based energy about lessons and things. Right. So this feels like that history energy, whereas Uranus, its new ruler, is like the disruptor. It's the one that brings to shake things up. And that's prophecy, right? That's like, okay, so yes, we have this historical energy, but how can we shake it up to like move things forward a bit, to like take that energy and make something new? So as we're kind of experiencing this push and pull between the self and the collective, it's like, how can I radically change myself so that I can show up in a way where I feel like I'm being myself but I'm also contributing to this forward movement that's happening in the world. So I think I'm going to leave it at that. I do, I think, have a couple of spots open for some sessions. If you're looking for something, I think I will be opening, if I haven't already, I think I'm opening up my 45-minute intuitive oracle card reading sessions and also the Soul Blend sessions again, which, as a reminder, they are 
your own session where we get to decide if we want to do mostly healing energy, mostly cards, if we want to do a little bit of just coaching through a situation that's coming up, whatever it might be. Those sessions will be opening up a little bit. I probably will have more sessions towards uh, the end of February, but I do have two gallery shows this year with a friend. And the first one is in March. So it's going to be a tight push for us to get everything coming together for that. But I do want to be connecting with you. So let me know if you are interested, if you're not seeing a time that resonates with you and we'll figure something out. And then of course the Pisces remote recharge, the Pisces newsletter, our episode will all be towards the middle of this month. I think Pisces starts before the 20th anyways. (laughs) So look out for that. I believe the Pisces recharge is up already. So if you want to sign up and make sure you're included in that, it is there already. And to everyone who participated in the remote recharge bundle and has already joined me for the Aquarius one this year, it felt really powerful for me and I hope it did for you as well. I'm really looking forward to carrying this series throughout the whole year this year. And I also am going to give you a little hint that I will be doing some sessions, probably I'm thinking in the spring, when I can get out and be around plants and nature more. I will be doing sessions around sound frequencies and plants and music, and we'll be doing some like group sessions for that as well. So if you're interested in that, make sure that you are getting my newsletter. It comes out the first Tuesday of every astrological season and it will be something that i'll make sure is in there and whoever is signed up for the newsletter will get a little bit of a discount as per usual on the session so yeah something fun to look forward to if you have any questions or if there's topics that maybe i've touched on before that you'd like to hear more about or if you have questions about anything that I've been working on or talked about, feel free to reach out anytime. I love hearing from you. I love hearing when things resonate and when they don't. But I think it's been really inspiring for me in the last few months when I've been sharing a bit more of like the raw things. As we know, if I start crying, I just leave it in, things like that. And when certain topics feel really emotional to me, when they resonate with you, that really means a lot. And I really, truly appreciate everyone who takes the time to do testimonials and the reviews for the podcast, ratings on Spotify, any of those things help a lot. And I feel like I've had quite a few new listeners in the last few months. So welcome to anybody who is fairly new, who maybe hasn't made it to some of the older episodes. But as I said today, I tend to go and revisit different topics. So I'm sure you're getting a little bit of everything in these last couple of months. So Thank you for joining me and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.